0: Hey girl, hey! Oh my goodness. I haven't said that in so long, but I just felt it so I said it. Um by the way, good morning. You're listening to Refine and Shine with Amber. I'm so happy that you're here. Um by the way, I have been reading Own Your Everyday by Jordan Lee Dooley. She is one of my favorite women of all time. Um, And she has been a huge inspiration for today's topic, okay? Today we're gonna be talking about how to quit comparing. This is something that I have struggled with my entire life. And, you know, over the last two to three years, I've really found ways to stop comparing myself. So I really don't think about it a whole lot. But after reading her uh, section on this topic in her book, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to share this because this could really help somebody. So I'm gonna give you five really strategic points of advice today to really um, stop comparing yourself to other people because it's really not necessary. So the first thing is to remember your why. You need to ask yourself, what is the task or goal that you are trying to achieve? Because when you focus on yourself, you don't focus on someone else, right? You don't focus on what someone else is doing because they're probably focused on a completely different goal. And that's why you're stuck in this comparison trap. And then you're going to just like become a own hindrance to your own goals. So let me tell you a quick story. When I was in college, I actually tried to go to a gym. Right, (laughs) that's embarrassing. I had no idea what to do at a gym, so I started on the treadmill. All right, this little treadmill experience turned into me constantly looking at the people beside me every single day, and I was always comparing myself. Like it didn't matter if they were going slower than me; I had to go faster than them, you know. And if they were like really fit, and then they kept like increasing their speed, I had to keep up with them. Um, And I think ultimately what I learned from that experience is that I needed to start asking myself, am I actually racing for a trophy that doesn't even exist or am I trying to nourish my health? Because when I pretend that I'm racing for this trophy that doesn't exist, I am not nourishing my health. I actually got to the point where like I couldn't breathe on the treadmill. I was struggling, my face would get red and I was praying and hoping that the girl that I was competing with or boy beside me didn't see me. Um, So it was kind of crazy. And then also on another note, I have made a huge change in just like my experience with social media. When I used social media just aimlessly, unintentionally, really didn't know why I was there other than just being there, looking at everybody's life and what they were doing, I was constantly comparing myself to other girls, especially the girls who were always happy, um, always had a lot going on in their life, always fit and healthy. I was always comparing myself to them. But now, um, as a coach, I actually use social media as a tool, as a resource to empower and inspire others. And it forces me to stay in my own lane because I can't be an inspiration or someone who empowers others if I'm not taking care of myself first. So it an a crazy accountability tool that like, Forces me to stay in my own lane and not worry about what anyone else is doing because when I worry about anyone else, it takes me down ultimately forgetting or getting distracted on my own why and my own purpose. So it's another big example that I think is important to share, um, especially in our time and age and how big social media has become. All right, number two is replace jealousy with joyful thinking. Here's the thing: if you allow someone else's happiness to make you miserable, you'll be blinded to joy. I'm sure you've experienced it, I've experienced it. I actually get nauseous thinking about how many girls I used to constantly compare myself to because I was so jealous of what they had or the experiences that they had that I didn't. The pivot for me was honestly a mental shift, and I had to practice it until it just became habitual. So my my mental shift was that is their life, their journey, their story. That's all theirs. (laughs) What I'm living now is mine. And I need to focus on the beauty and the good that is in mine. And you need to focus on the beauty and good that is in yours. But here's another huge pivotal moment, a mental shift that we need to make. The challenges, the hardships that we go through are sometimes or oftentimes what creates those beautiful Happy, joyous moments in our life. So, just because you personally can feel the hardships and you know the hardships that you're going through, and you see someone else's good, you have no idea if they are going through a hardship or if they just came out of a hardship. And quite honestly, it's none of your business. What is your business is your life, your story, your journey, and how you're going to use that to help someone else. And that leads me to number three. Focus on gratitude and generosity. Just stop grumbling and just stop complaining. I really try to catch myself and cut it out literally like a slice of cheese immediately if I catch myself or hear myself complaining about anything because once I started focusing on this, I realized how much I did it unintentionally and unknowingly. You will not receive more if you cannot be grateful for what you already have. And you have to find compassion in your heart to love, give, and serve others. Number four, let her win and freaking cheer her on. You need to stop exhausting yourself by trying to let someone else win or outrun you just to do it. Back to this treadmill experience that I had. When I oftentimes compared myself to the girl running beside me, what I oftentimes, actually I should say, what I always found was that when she won, because she always won, okay, homegirl could be going like this crazy speed. I would speed up and finally get comfortable with the speed she was going. And then she'd speed up again. I'd be like, you know what? I can't do it. I can't do it. She would always win. But here's what I learned. Once she won and she was done with her race, I felt a little bit of freedom. I was relieved to focus on me and focus on why I actually showed up at the gym that day. Because when I decided before I ever stepped foot in that door to go to the gym, it wasn't for that girl. I didn't even know who was going to be there that day. When I decided to go to that gym and step foot into the door, it was for me. And that is what I should have been keeping in mind the entire time. But this can happen anywhere. It can happen at work. It can happen in friendships, family, at the grocery store, when we're out shopping. I think you get it. Basically, anywhere there's another human, we can fall into a trap where we lose sight of what we're doing and why we're doing it because we get so caught up on someone else who is ahead of us. And that always pushes us back or keeps us stuck. And here's another big one for me that I've experienced my whole life. My mom is huge on going to the beach. So basically every summer, we would spend vacation at the beach. I was always constantly comparing myself to women in their bikinis looking amazing. I didn't look good enough because they looked better than me. That was the thought that I had in my head. And then I started growing up Which This is going to lead to number five, but I started growing up and getting to know these women and talking to other women unintentionally, and I learned that they have their own insecurities too. Everybody is struggling with something, and when they do accomplish it, you don't need to know their story to just be happy for them, to just cheer them on. And that is what I did. So now, when I go to the beach or I go out in my bikini or whatever, it doesn't matter if someone else looks better than I think I look, I cheer them on because I know that they're either going through a hard time or that they've worked really hard to get where they're at And it does me no good. It serves me and them both no good if I'm not cheering them on and celebrating them for the beauty that is in their story and in their journey. And what I actually found in the coaching community that I've been a part of the last two years is to run with each other that is a healthy community when you have people around you surrounding you who also are not comparing themselves to you and you're not comparing yourself to them but you're simply running with each other and you're cheering each other on knowing that every single person is in their own place in their own journey with their own struggles and difficulties but also with their own celebrations and their own accomplishments that is a healthy community so you need to be very careful on the circle that you choose and make sure that the people in your circle are also doing just what you're doing, which is not comparing yourself to one another. Okay, number five is communicate. So that's why I said what um, I was saying before. Like, I got to know these women. I talk to these women. I find out their stories. We need to ask more than we assume. We need to get to know that girl. Get to know her story because I promise you this, there is much more under her layers than you can see. There's much more about her story, just like there's much more about you and your story than someone else can see. And this is how we can go from being petty (laughs) to mature. This is how we change our life and ultimately, as a whole, focus on us, our story, And no matter where that other girl is at, we are either cheering her on or we are encouraging her and helping her get to where she needs to be. So I really hope that something I said today helped you. Thank you so much for listening. Get out there, start rocking your life, stay in your lane, and I promise you're gonna love every single bit of it.